Hello and welcome to the Scrapmapper Finance Podcast. This is our 23rd episode and I'm super stoked to be talking with Sonia Cossie today. She is such an amazing, amazing person and poet and just has so much to say about the world of creativity and yeah, working through those highs and lows and being vulnerable in the process, all of that great stuff. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Sonia. Hey, kia ora. Hello, kia ora. We've already said hello and everything, but how are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. Yeah, I'm so excited good. to be podcasting. Yeah, oh. I like that word, podcasting. Yeah. I've heard that before. I like it. That's really good. I'm super excited to talk to you, honestly. Um, I was writing down in my notes, like, I feel like I've admired you from afar for mm-hmm. quite a while. Like, <laughs> I just love the work that you do and how you carry yourself and interact with other people and what you bring to spaces and how you feed into people it's so cool and so I'm really excited to like chat and dive into some of the stuff that you um bring to spaces but also like some of the work that you do around your creative stuff like poetry and things it's awesome yeah Yeah, absolutely well thank you I'm so like (laughs) you're so complimented (laughs) no you're really cool so I'm pumped it's gonna be good so did you just want to outline a little bit of um that creative work that you do yeah what that space looks like for you sure yeah so um I mean primarily in terms of creativity I'm a poet um that's my main medium I love dance and I love writing of many forms and stuff as well but mainly poetry um is a thing that I've had a bit more momentum with and like Mm. focused attention on yeah so and like specifically spoken word poetry is kind of the niche that I found and fell in love with. So yeah, I've been writing, I'm going to say like since 2016, 2015, kind of intentionally. Mm-hmm. And then like that kind of just grew from like dabbling and stuff. So um, yeah, now I write pieces. I've had some cool experiences of being like commissioned into writing pieces on specific topics and then um yeah performing at different events and stuff and so cool yeah yeah it's kind of what I do I love it I love it and you've obviously different events with very different sized audiences like really (laughs) massive crowds and then more intimate settings as well yeah I think one of the things I find so incredible is your confidence to be able to share that because I think I feel like one, saying I'm a poet just sounds so cool. I love it. But it, it sounds um, kind of, it's like a vulnerable space, I feel like, when you're sharing something that comes from quite deep within you and then you're bringing that into a public setting and sharing it with everyone. I feel like it takes a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. How have you found that mm. idea of, like, courage to speak up and share what you have? Yeah, I think people often when they see me perform, because I – some people call spoken word like performance poetry is that it's not just kind of standing in front of me with a piece of paper reading out a poem that I've written but it's about kind of embodying uh the message that you're bringing um and and sharing that in a way that people can hear it and grab it and connect to it and so when people see me perform I've had comments like um like oh you're just so natural on stage or like have you (laughs) have you always been this confident and things and it's funny because when I was a kid, like, I was the shyest kid in the room. Like, 
someone once they were describing me and they were like oh no Sonia wouldn't say boo to a goose and like which is such an odd person saying I love it's it it's a really interesting <laughs> I love it. yeah so like I think there's a an element of naturalness to, to my confidence on stage but then I would say that's had to be nurtured like that's had to be grown and worked on and there are probably times where it's easier to jump up on stage and be like here I am <laughs> and other times where you would rather be alone but you've already committed to it <laughs> and then you kind of have to muster that <laughs> like yeah get it all up and going to to be able to jump on stage and do it so yeah wow yeah oh that's so cool so when you talk about that kind of nurturing process I guess mm. of nurturing confidence and building that I don't know performance on stage what did that look like for you was it like in your room or with other people or? yeah um so I made the call to go to performing arts school in 2014 and I I was in that space of having finished high school and done a little bit of business study but then like I really just wanted to go and develop this like little passion that was in me so I studied drama for a year um, at Excel in Auckland and that was yeah that was huge in building all of that in me um, like in terms of technique and like how to do it well how to present yourself well how to hold your body all that type of stuff um, and then yeah the second year of that study was actually just traveling the whole country performing and so that's probably the biggest thing like that's where it had me on like stages with all sorts of different um, audiences and just getting out there and doing it and performing regardless of how you felt that day. Yeah. Like, I think that's what builds that kind of on-stage stamina. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. Eh? Yeah. The idea of, I don't know, the idea of one traveling for a year and putting yourself out there for a year <laughs> seems crazy. Yeah. And it's such an insane thought. It's a long haul yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But like, you've kind of alluded to that idea of sometimes you've had to go out there and maybe you weren't, feeling like it but you've mustered up the strength to be able to go out there and bring what you have mm. still and I feel like people often look at creativity as something that sparks all of a sudden and like you're suddenly in the zone but yeah. for you it kind of sounds like something you can maybe you're not feeling like it but you can still I don't know motivate yourself to step into yeah. that anyway yeah I think it's both like it's the same with writing like performance and writing because there's times where you're so hyped to step on stage and the lights are on you and the crowd is in the palm of your hand and everything flows and yeah like I said other times you have to work for that and it's the same with like creating stuff um I think if we as creatives and artists were driven purely on inspiration like purely on moments when we felt like writing we wouldn't produce nearly as much quality or nearly as much quantity of work because I think it, it's discipline and like I'm kind of preaching to myself here because <laughs> it's hard to discipline to like write every day but like that's where you eventually hit the gold is yeah, when you don't wow. just wait for inspiration to come but you set yourself up for inspiration mm -hmm. to come yeah that's so cool, that kind of consistency, mm -hmm. just day in, day out, showing up, obviously with breasts and stuff, but yeah, yeah. it's epic. <laughs> oh, so do you find there's some really great ways that help you to kind of get into that space? So say you're not feeling us, there's some things that you know, like 
if I want to sit down and write, this is what I'll do that can help me focus or mm. put it into this piece like Jen. Yeah. Okay. I love scented candles. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Environment. A eh? environment. So I'll just get a nice scented candle, and I might get a nice cup of tea, and yeah, try to try to put things around me that um, inspire me um, to be able to write. But yeah, it's it's funny. Like there have been times, like I mentioned, sometimes I've been asked, "Hey, we've got this event with this theme. Can you write a piece that encompasses that?" And so to me, that's a bit more like intentional where I'll go, okay, I'm going to sit down at a cafe from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Saturday and I'm going to work on this piece. Um, and so, yeah, that, that helps me putting myself sometimes in other environments. Like I'm going to sit and write for these two hours. Um, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, sometimes I've woken up in the middle of the night being like, oh, I've got these words tumbling out of my brain. Where's my notebook? It's like, so cool. Scrambling for a pen and there's been moments where whole poems have yeah, just like wow. flowed out and other times where it's like, you're really going to work for it. So yeah, it's it's so unstructured and unorganized, yeah. but still with process in it. Yeah, mm. that is super cool though because I feel like it's something that um, – it's almost a bit of a dance, eh? Like you kind of yeah. sometimes maybe in with the rhythm a bit more and then other times you're kind of standing off. But you could get yourself into it if you want to. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. So can you um, recall kind of like the first time that you shared a piece with an audience and, and what that mm-hmm. felt like? Ooh, yeah. Okay. I have to probably have to split that in two. Okay, because nice. I can think of like one of if not the very first time I shared like a poem that I'd written in like a group context and I I don't really remember being nervous I don't think it was really a big deal like probably then I wouldn't have been like I'm a poet (laughs) it would have just been like I'm gonna share this thing with you and um and initially my writing like it's developed so much, but I would say back then when I first started, it was quite um, separate from me, like quite external. Mm-hmm. Like I would write about things that I saw or I would write about ideas or theologies or, you know, like things that are not necessarily affecting my heart. Uh, yeah. And so like performing that's easy. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's like sharing a monologue. <laughs> yeah. But then as my writing's progressed and as my life journey has progressed, it's I've started to see the value in writing the raw stuff and writing the stuff that comes from the wrestles within us yeah. all and um, from seeing difficult stuff in life. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, I can think of a time where I decided to share a piece that I'd written from my own life that was, like, it talked to some of my fears and insecurities mm-hmm. and I was so scared before I stepped on the stage because that was no longer pe- like just words. Mm. It was like my story, yeah. and to share that like in front of people is a lot more daunting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it. I think the content of what you're sharing definitely affects yeah. like how easy it is to jump up and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's crazy, right? So going from something that's topics that are maybe a little bit more separated from what you're experiencing, but still kind of related to like actual 
stuff that's pondering on your heart right mm. now and you're, you're like wrestling with wow mm. what does it take do you think for you to be able to step out and share that stuff that's like on your heart or that's part of your story or those insecurities and fears like how do you do you just do it yeah I think I've gotten to a place where I can do it because I know it'll help someone else yeah. and um yeah I think that's the motivating factor now mm. is I might be going through something hard and I'm like oh I'm gonna have to write a poem about this <laughs> and eventually a, a spoken word forms out of it and then I know I kind of look back and I go it's all right if I had to go through that and produce this if it means that naming these things mm. and bringing these things into words and or even just bringing these questions to the surface, mm -hmm. like if that then helps someone else put words to the feelings they're going through, or if that names something for them that they've been grappling with, like then it becomes worth it. Like it becomes worth the struggle in my own life mm -hmm. if it can help others too. Um, yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. And when you're sharing something, that's from that place and you you kind of put it out there and you might hope that it would help someone right like is it weird knowing that you could share something and you just have no idea how your words could <laughs> impact someone yeah. or like they could be sitting in a room and there's thousands of other people around them and you're speaking these words yeah and then all of a sudden um you're gone off the stage your piece is done and they're going out into the world and, and you just don't know where those words fell on them or if yeah. they did or if they're sitting. Yeah. 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 What's that like? Uh, there was um, a course that I, I did to like develop my writing that was on creative process mm. and something the the provider was Joel Nakiro. He's an Australian spoken word poet. Brilliant. Mm. Look him up. Yeah. Um, but one of the things he talked about was that when we share our mm. stories and our poems or any form of creative work it's like we're stepping halfway and it's up to the people receiving if they step that halfway towards you and meet you and receive that gift or if they stay right where they are and I think you know what that's okay like if I'm stepping forward my halfway and sharing and pouring forth and giving all I can in that and they choose to sit in their seat with their headphones on and not listen mm -hmm. to a word um I've still given my offering yeah. and if they choose to step forward and listen and be connected in that moment and receive and maybe spark something in them or heal something in them or just cause them to question like oh or better but yeah <laughs> um it can go either way I guess like one of the most impacting times you just made me remember was um a girl walked up to me after a performance and she was kind of like a little bit like dumbfounded slash also a little bit like um concerned maybe and she like she looks at me and she's like I felt like you were reading my diary <laughs> and then she was like everything you just said is how I feel and like that to me was like a wow moment like how could I have known how could I have known her wow. story her life her emotions but um yeah she heard what she needed to hear in yeah. that moment and and I think it was enough that someone else felt the same thing as her. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. That story of the girl, but then also that idea of stepping out 
And I think what's really cool is that you stepping out from my perspective, like just speaking from my experience, <laughs> seeing you step out mm. is so cool because it inspires me and other people to do that as well, like to step out and share um, awesome. or to step out and receive what you're passing. Like that's so cool, which I think is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I love it. Mm. So for all those um, kind of younger creators, I guess, or just creators, anyone yeah. really, any age, who feel like they've got words inside them that they're trying to shape or maybe they don't know how to shape. Um, what would you kind of say to them to like encourage them to start being more intentional about it or exploring what that means? Hmm. I, I would say start. <laughs> start, 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 <laughs> push through. Yes. Push through all your fears and every stupid little voice that tells you not to because what you've got to bring to the world isn't worth it. Like, one, get past that. It's not true. Yeah. Um, start. And um, I think, yeah, I, there's a there's a part of me that's that's perfectionist that, and I think in a lot of creatives mm-hmm. that will stop them actually just getting into it because it might not end up what they want it to be. But I would say to creators, like, man make 15 drafts and truck them in the trash like (laughs) it's okay it's okay you'll eventually get to the gold but you won't get to the gold if you don't start like you write good poems by writing a whole lot of terrible poems (laughs) um and so yeah man that's my encouragement is just you have to you have to start somewhere and um I think in my story it hasn't necessarily been my intent that my poems would blow up or that my mm. my performances would be seen by thousands but it's kind of like when you just chip away and like when you just get down and work hard at what you're passionate about like those opportunities and those things they come your way because you're ready for them um yeah so like try writing a song I don't know mm. try writing a poem put some paint on a canvas like mm. Just start. I love it. I love it. Even if it's messy. Yeah. And scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I um just one of the things I so admire as well is that we know you've talked about sharing those kind of vulnerabilities, but that ability to be vulnerable with people is so incredible. And I think um by you doing that you kind of open it up for other people to oh yeah I totally feel that as well Mm -hmm. by you getting down into the depths of this one thing that maybe you're wrestling with Mm -hmm. people somehow in this crazy way it's like very personal to you are able to relate to that which is so cool it's amazing someone was um man I can't remember who said it but they were talking about how poetry allows you to say things that you shouldn't really be able to say (laughs) I'm like oh that's true like what like I wouldn't stand on a stage and just like monologue or preach mm. to someone all these like insecurities fears yeah. dreams hopes questions in my life necessarily but for some reason like poetry allows us to tell a story and I think you know uh, like paintings do the yeah. same thing songs do the same thing like art and creativity is like so crucial to the human experience right like mm. more so than we often give it value for um beyond entertainment you know it's speaking often to the depths and yeah I think in some ways that's my call as a poet is to 
see things and name them mm. and yeah to be able to go to those spaces which it's funny I wouldn't I would not be comfortable at all doing like in a, a small group of people chatting and going that deep yeah. but for some reason when it's poemed and when it's presented maybe it's because there's like a stage and there's distance between me yeah. I don't know <laughs> maybe it's because I can't see the faces when there's lights on I don't know but for some reason it makes it okay yeah um yeah for different people it'd be different in their creative form but mm. um yeah I think Man, I think humanity's crying out for the real stuff. Mm. Like, just don't really have time for like picture perfect fake. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Mm. It's so true. And I think um, that ability. Oh, I love what you're saying about the poetry. I would probably like it's almost a language of the soul, right? Like you can yeah. communicate so Ooh. much more through all of these forms of art than yeah, oh, it's beautiful. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. So I guess if we're looking at vulnerability, um, how is it for you when you're sitting in a room and being vulnerable on a level with like, I don't know, people you know or a smaller group versus a stage, like is it m much harder, I guess, to communicate that or like in conversation or is poetry like the easiest yeah. way to speak about it yeah I think I I probably find poetry easier in terms of uh here's my offering here's my piece mm -hmm. because I've already done the hard yards of fleshing it out and feeling those things and then forming the poem and then editing it and I know that I'm saying exactly what I mean <laughs> and I think where I struggle and just like sitting and having a conversation vulnerability is I'm like but but I haven't got like everything together, and like mm -hmm. what if whatever comes out of my mouth isn't like perfectly formed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and it's probably driven a bit by the fact that that people know that I'm good with words, and people know that I write, and so yeah. then if I like just blurt out this messy, doesn't make sense, weird idea, <laughs> I'm like, how will that be received? But um, yeah, wow. Yeah, that's definitely a journey for me. That's definitely a self-development I'm, like, on the road of is, so is, like, just being able to to be vulnerable regardless, even if it doesn't quite make sense yet. Yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. amazing. Is it quite challenging when you've got people who have certain ideas about you, like you're saying, they might mm -hmm. think you're really um, well-spoken and articulate, which you are totally. Is it hard um, then stepping into that space of, like, being a bit more messy or do you just kind of have mm. to set aside what they might be thinking how do you yeah. do that? <laughs> That's cool. the thoughts of other people is a strange one mm. hey especially with social media and like I I just took a massive long break from putting myself out on social media because of that like mm. it kind of um I I got into a rhythm where I was performing a lot during 2019 and um 2020 um and like the momentum of that was awesome but then like actually the recognition's a little bit scary like when you walk into a place and people know you and you have no clue who they are but they saw you on a stage like three months ago and like they already have a perception of who you are as a person mm -hmm. um and, and the same through social media because you can then choose what they're seeing yeah. um yeah, I think the key for me through this whole journey is like 
to be myself, to be real, to be straight up about who I am and my passions because, like, I, I feel like it was, I was walking a line of being able to make people see one version of me and be another and, like, that's not the way I want to live. So, I mean, you know that the, your closest people know all your flaws mm, <laughs> and yeah. know the mess about you, but, um, yeah, to then be to be real about that to the people who see you in a spotlight, I think it's a lot um, harder, but I think is the call and I think is like crucial. (laughs) So I'm super curious about your creative process. You talked about that um, there's moments where it just kind of would flow out and other times Mm -hmm. where it's maybe more of a hard chip away. Yeah. Um, When ideas do spark, does it, does it, does it just tumble out and you just have, like, can you keep up with where your brain is going? Yeah. Oh, sometimes. it's That's kind of funny, eh? I find it's, it's so many different circumstances with creative process. But, man, sometimes someone says something and it sparks a little idea or a thought and I just have to get my phone out and quickly make a little note and be like, I'll come back to you. Hold. <laughs> 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 um, and then... Yeah, other times it's it's like I just get stuck or maybe I've written a certain portion of a poem and then I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know where to take this. Mm-hmm. And it's weird in the creative process, sometimes you just have to put things down <laughs> and be yeah. like, I really want this poem to be done. Like I really want it to be complete and to finish it and not. But honestly, sometimes you just got to shelve that and come back to it later and I've had times where I've written a poem and thought cool that's a nice little succinct thing I'll pop that there that's done but then actually later on I've been writing something else and I've remembered those other words and sometimes they get pulled in to a different poem and like created into something bigger yeah Yeah. merging Mm. things so yeah I think there's there's points where like you can create, you can finish a project and other times where yeah. I'll just like leave that there and it might come back to the surface later or it may never. But um, yeah, sometimes poems are like a few lines and that's it. That's <laughs> other cool. times they're like two pages <laughs> and then you have to, and then you have to edit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is that? Because uh, I, f- I feel like poetry is one of those things where when you're kind of speaking from that deep place, for me I obviously am not really a poet, but it feels like a weird thing to edit. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah. Oh, it's kind of hard, especially when you actually have a time limit. Like, oh, yeah. I had a performance and um, the the event coordinator emailed me. They said, we want you as a part of the performance. You're in a lineup of this many other people. This is when you're performing and you have two minutes and 50 seconds. And I was like, Cool. They'd asked me to perform a specific poem of mine that they'd heard somewhere else. Yeah. And that poem was like three minutes and 40 seconds. And so I I had to take a poem that was complete, that had performed at other things and had been recorded and was like this whole piece. And I had to chop it up and I had to change it and it had to fit in a two minute 50 slot, whatever it was. And um, what that referring back to a course that I went on, they described it as sometimes you have to kill your darlings. <laughs> so sad. Big time yeah. creating and then you just yeah. chop them up. You really oh. do. And 
man sometimes it's like it's a good like practice of humility because because <laughs> you're proud of your work and you're like this is good writing like this is really good writing I don't want to take it out I don't want to take any of this out but um but I can tell you that in that particular circumstance the shorter version of the poem was way better honestly wow. looking back way better and it's because you actually through the editing process mm. you have to even though you're like you care about it so much because it's yeah. your writing you have to look objectively and you have to go what is the message that I'm saying here mm. and um and you have to look at it structurally you have to look at it as the like the meta narrative like the biggest mm. story going through the poem all these things and go what really matters here what is the message I'm communicating and does all of this like is some of it making it messy am I repeating myself like which is sometimes a good technique but sometimes unnecessary and so yeah it's it's hard I don't really like the editing process but (laughs) (laughs) from experience you do end up with a better product and I think yeah I think the more you can develop that skill like and hone it then like I don't know if it gets easier, but <laughs> you hope that the, the result gets better. The process of refinement. Mm. Wow. Mm. And isn't that our lives as well? Yes. You know, like doesn't <laughs> stuff get cut out of us that we <laughs> like, that oh, we're holding on to? Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I mean, man, you rub up against other people or you get into scenarios yeah. or you get challenged and you're like, oh, this is going to change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. And suddenly where you're like oh I was thinking about that this week actually eh? like there's moments where I feel like I just get cut to pieces mm-hmm. and then you just I like go home at the end of the day and I'm like okay gotta rebuild <laughs> some of those pieces aren't coming back in yeah wow <laughs> but then so that crazy. takes courage right oh yeah to not pick up that stuff again and to be yeah. like you're a dime yeah, yeah. It's oh yeah. this is actually such a good transition into like discernment which I and mm. so interesting actually that I feel like we've had a few conversations around this this idea that you go through different seasons of life and you have different capacities um and kind of discerning certain things that are going to help you grow or help others grow mm-hmm. and then the rest of it kind of like refining it mm. and potentially putting it in the bin with all those other poems that you didn't you didn't end up like using or liking they weren't that gold kind of standard yeah what has that kind of process looked like for you in your life that Mm. idea of seasons and discernment and where do you put your time and your energy yeah man sometimes you just want to be able to do everything (laughs) and it's like I've definitely had those moments where you're like why isn't there more of me I can't clones yeah oh no 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 but um yeah, sometimes you've got to make those choices, eh? And I think, uh, to me, it's like, where, like, where is my spirit leading me in this? Because, like, yeah, there are times where you're doing something that's good, but you've got to remember that, like, <laughs> you don't have to do every good thing, even though it's great, like, even though it's yes. good. Um, and, yeah, I think with capacities and, like, just the amount of time and the amount of rest and that you need and like the amount you need to invest in relationships um (laughs) yeah making those decisions sometimes to cut cut things or cull things or step back from things like 
Um, I got married in November, which is very exciting. <laughs> um, and leading up to that, I was getting offers to perform at things, mm. but planning a wedding is a big job. <laughs> and I kind of realized at that moment, like, this is my passion. This is what I'm called to. This is who I am. Like, how can I say no? But just remembering all that goes into it, like it's not a two-minute performance on a stage. It's all the prep that goes behind that, that it's kind of like, no, nah, that's not my priority right now. Mm. And um, and that's been like a recent theme in my life yeah. is is priority and what is the one main thing, not like the six main things. Yeah. <laughs> what is the main thing and letting everything else fall behind that. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, that's man that's an ongoing journey eh? yeah. I don't think anyone's oh, got no. that nailed 100% <laughs> if someone has please tell yes. us please get in touch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cool though I love that idea of kind of having one thing and that everything else just kind of filters down mm-hmm. or flows down from it I think mm-hmm. that's such a cool idea because I remember talking around um, our, like last year we were in kind of a lockdown and a lot of stuff not yeah, well, stuff's really good way to describe it. That you would spend your time in your evenings or your mornings just kind of falls away, mm. and then maybe you're just focusing on like one thing. Yeah. And do you find that brings a lot more freedom, or kind of goes, okay, this is what I'm focusing on, like in November, like I'm focusing on planning yeah. my wedding. Yeah. And energies otherwise are gonna have to really be up there for me <laughs> to be wanting to invest in them you know yeah yeah absolutely like just I think I think it's a little bit of a trap to feel busy all the time as like a good thing and to be rushing all the time is a good thing like I've tried so much recently to like minimize rush in my life and okay confession we were at the mcdonald's drive <laughs> kind of recently not a regular occurrence but we were getting apple pies Yum. and um they were Yum. like uh we've got one apple pie but the other one's a six minute wait is that okay and you kind of want to be like oh never mind just we'll just take the one but i kind of wanted to stop and be in that moment and be like that's perfectly fine we can wait six minutes and <laughs> it's just wow. like one of those small things yeah where you're like I actually don't need to rush. Yeah. I've got six minutes. It's okay. And like, whilst not wasting time, obviously, but not being in this current state of like, have to achieve, have to achieve, have to get done, this thing, that thing, the other thing. Like, okay, yeah. take a breath, honey. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that helps when your priorities are right. Um, because those other like urgents that can come into your space, it's like, well, filter it through priorities mm. um, and then, then make a call. Yeah. And I feel like it, it sounds ridiculous eh, when you say it out loud, like six minutes. I know. <laughs> I know. Can you really wait that? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, six minutes isn't, you know, it's not that, like I think about it in the span of my life, six minutes isn't that long. <laughs> but then I think about all the times I've been hung up on six minutes of time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow, that's so good though. Yeah. So jumping back to that idea of um, certain things having seasons. So like last year, you were focusing on this one thing, and this area of spoken word poetry potentially lay a little bit more dormant. Yeah. But it's still a huge part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're not doing it, like I feel like our society often we define ourselves by what we do, mm-hmm. and so. 
when something that's so important to you or is a, intricately a part of who you are mm-hmm. and you're not doing it, how did that feel mm-hmm. um, when you still would call yourself like a poet or yeah. something in that space, even though you weren't potentially performing all the time like yeah. you would usually? I think you're, you're like right on it, Ella, when you say this person that you are but then you're not doing like there's a differentiation right like okay I might not be on a stage every weekend in this season of my life but that doesn't negate that I'm a poet yeah (laughs) and yeah you're right I've it's been a real big thing in my life to disconnect my worth from my work Mm -hmm. and to say like I'm not valuable because of what I'm like doing um I'm valuable because of who I am and one of my um great mentors and a poet friend um Craig Roberts he came to me once and he was like Sonia like you're a poet as a vocation mm-hmm. like I was kind of confused because I'm like a full-time administrator <laughs> like that's my job but then it was kind of like no but but what you're doing in the day-to-day that's that's not the end or be all of who you are um and so there can be like a bit of a tension like especially when I put, go to other events, I love attending events as well. Yes. But man, yeah. sometimes you get a little bit of stage envy. Like <laughs> I went to a festival earlier in the year and seeing people perform and there was a couple of poets there. And I was a little bit like, that should be me. I should be on that stage. <laughs> Why did they not call me up? Where is my life? <laughs> um, and you can, I can get a little bit like that, like oh, itching to be out there again. But um yeah, but remembering what you said, like it's seasons, eh? And um, and here we are doing a podcast about yeah. my creative life, yes. which, as you just said, has laid quietly dormant for a couple <laughs> of months. Um, but it's still who I am, and yeah. like it'll, yeah, it'll have its moments to burst forth. Um, and and even if it if it doesn't, even if no one hears another poem of mine again, I'll keep writing poems, and it'll continue being a part of yeah my expression and my person so um yeah confidence in the in the who and not the what I think is important I love that yeah Yeah, what you said about the worth and work that's really good that differentiation Mm. ah Sonia every every (laughs) single word you drop is just gold (laughs) and I'm really excited for people to hear this and just be able to soak it up and what's cool about podcasts and spoken word poetry when it's recorded so you can go back and listen to it again yeah and I feel like people who listen to this are going to be going back and like listening to what you've said because of everything you say and who you are you're just bringing stuff that people can just come and like just dive right into because it's like right there and yeah, it speaks to people eh? yeah. so cool so thank, thank you so you. much for your time. <laughs> I'm super stoked and really excited. So if people are super keen to find you, where would they find you and follow your work? Yeah, um, sure. You can look at my Instagram. It's Sonia Cossie Creative. Um, Cossie, C-O-S-S-E-Y. Also, Sonia with a Y, okay? Not to be mistaken for a <laughs> I or J. There we go. Sonia Cossie Creative. Um, same name on um, Facebook platform as well. So, Amazing. Um, yeah, find me there. Have a look. There's there's a few different things there. You, you'll find like some images of like poetry and uh, there's a couple of videos and things you can pop through to for live performances yeah. as well. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you again, Sonia. It's yeah. epic. My pleasure. Yeah.
Kia ora. Thank you for tuning in today. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I really hope that you're doing things that you've had sitting in the closet or maybe have set aside for a while and that you're starting to invest time into them and really do them and finish them. 